teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe Petting teaches from the book of 2 Peter chapter 2. I would go ahead and open up to 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 1. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 11 just as way of an introduction, just as a reminder uh, this letter that the Apostle Peter wrote. Don't you love the Apostle Peter before I'm going to go any farther? <laughs> I just love this guy. He's rugged, he's tough, he's a fisherman, but yet as we read his words, they're so profound, they're so inspired by God, and they're so good because they're inspired by the Holy Spirit. So I just love uh, reading his writings. So, but he's warning us of false teachers, and we're going to be looking at that tonight. Also, he's exhorting us through his letter, uh, this goes out to the believers, he's exhorting us to grow in our faith, not to stay the same way you know, that uh, we are. We should be growing daily. We should be growing you know, constantly, growing in the things of God. And I know as we grow in the Lord, a lot of times it's not comfortable. Most of the time it's not comfortable. There's, it's challenging. It challenges us and it's tough. And, it's a, and sometimes we can misunderstand the correction of the Lord and we think that maybe you know, while he's doing these things, it's like, we can get under the lies of the enemy that God is mad at us, or God's upset at us, or God's, you know, he's frustrated with you, and all those type of things. But, but you know, as we grow in our faith, as we grow in the Lord, it's God that's, you know, correcting us to just to change us, to show us that we need to change. So the two main reasons why uh, the apostle Peter wrote this is to, to warn about false teachers and also that we would grow in our faith. So let's go ahead with that as a way of introduction. Let's read. Verse one again, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed by covetousness. They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, Condemn them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanness 
and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. Let's pray again. Lord, we thank you again for your word. We pray again that you just would open it up to us in a wonderful way. Speak to our hearts again tonight, Lord, and remove anything that would try to distract what you're trying to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Heavy stuff, huh? One thing good about you know, going through the entire Bible, going verse by verse, is you, know, you have the good, the bad, everything's there. And you know, it's, it's good for us. It's good for us to you know, hear those things that are tough to hear. It's good for us to hear the whole counsel of God you know, and not just focus on all the good and fluffy things. And so tonight, we have some stuff here that's you know, difficult to even talk about in some ways. So, so let's start. Let's, let's look at verse 1 and 2 again. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who, brought, who bought them and bringing on themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. The warning again, false teachers, false prophets, people that'll deceive us. Uh, whenever there's a, a work of the Lord, I find, and it's, in, it's biblical, whenever you see you know, kings that were you know, reigning in righteousness and their righteousness would reign, but there would also be false prophets would come that would lie and deceive. And, and Satan's out there. Whenever there's a work of the Holy Spirit, Satan's going to come and try to deceive. Whenever people get saved, when you see people give their lives to the Lord, you know, the enemy's right there to try to pull them away from the things of God, to keep them away from the word of God. And we need to beware of that. We need to understand that, you know, Satan is a master of deception and he, he twists the word of God and he, he lies and he's a deceiver. And it's important, you know, during the apostle Peter's day, when he was writing this, there was, you know, false teachers following these guys around. They would leave a city and then these false teachers would show up on the scene and try to twist the things that they were saying. They're Judaizers, they're called. They would come in and, and tell the people, the Gentiles, after they're saved, they said, no, no, you have to become Jewish now. You have to become circumcised. You're going to have to keep these laws. You're going to have to do these certain things. And they'd put this heavy weight on the people. And they were deceivers. Don't you love the freedom that we have in Christ? And we'll find that in the body of Christ. There'll be some that'll try to put heavy weights on us. When there's such freedom, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And we're to enjoy our salvation. We're to enjoy the, the, the salvation that we have. The Lord's been speaking to me more and more about that. On Sunday, you know, I kind of mentioned a little bit about how, you know, the Lord is just, you know, reminding me of all the blessings that I have in my life. And there are just so many. And I, I was overwhelmed thinking about all that God's done in my life, you know, just, you know, with my wife and with, you know, how she's in ministry with me and how, how, you know, the, he's provided such a beautiful place and the, the, the wonderful people that are in this body and on and on and on. He's provided a, a nice roof over our head. He provides food on the table. He's just, he's good to us. But I, I find myself so often, and I, I mentioned this Sunday, but I want to mention it again. So often I, I find myself focusing on what I don't have. 
or, or what he's not doing, or how come this is happening, and how come that, and it's a battle for us, you know, and, and I believe too that, you know, as we see all that we have, the enemy wants us to, to be depressed and oppressed, and he wants us to be, you know, to, to focus on the things that we're not supposed to focus on, and it's deception. None of us like to be conned, do we? Isn't it terrible? Have you ever been conned before? Probably every one of us, right? I remember when I was in the water meter business and I was uh, like one of the supervisors at the time. You know, I used to have to take a, in the van, I'd, I'd have a big long trailer and I'd bring the trailer on the job site and they'd have the supplies for the guys and the water meters for the guys. And, you know, we'd unload this stuff and we were work, you know, we'd, as we moved in different sections of the city, we'd find, you know, these big parking lots to park in. But, but typically when you do stuff like that, you're out in the open, you get people coming up to you, trying to con you, selling you something or, you know, trying to, you know, work you and stuff. And I remember one time this guy came up and he, and he just seemed so sincere. And he says, you know, I, this happened in my life, that happened. I'm just down and out. I don't I don't even remember what the spiel was, but he gave me a good, a real good spiel. He, he, he had me. And then he takes, he had a gold chain on. He says, you know, I've, I paid like whatever, 500 bucks for this thing. And he says, you know, I'm willing to just, you know, sell it to someone for like 20 bucks right now, 25. And my eyes, I was like 19 or 20 years old. I was like, really? And he says, yeah, and he put it in my hand. The thing was, it was heavy. It wasn't hollow. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of weight, you know? So, so, what, you know, so I think I gave him 20, 25, 35. I don't know what I gave him, but I gave him you know, just a little bit of money for that. And sure enough, a few days later, the thing was green. It was gold, but it was gold painted. And I was deceived, and at least it wasn't too much. I remember another time when working in downtown Detroit, actually, you don't want to work in downtown Detroit, let me tell you. I was young and not very bright. But I remember this, this gentleman came up to me and he had a gas can in his hand and he, he told me his wife and children are in the car. He told me, you know, on the expressway right down there, da da da. He da, da, gives me the whole thing, you know, tells me, you know, and it's cold out, they're going to freeze. And, you know, if you could just help me out for a couple bucks, we just, you know, my home's not that far away, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I was just, of course, yeah. And I gave him five bucks, you know, he walked away and I felt so good about myself, you know, it's like, that felt, you know, that was good. I helped this guy, you know, helped his family, you know, and I was feeling great about it. And, and then I had to stop somewhere and then, I ran into the guy again about 45 minutes later, hour later, and he's, he's still got his gas can. He's talking to this next person. And the guy's reaching in his pocket, giving him money. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he wants to fill his tank. I don't know. Maybe he wants to go back a couple of times. I'm not sure. So I'm going to let it go. I kid you not, every day I would run into this guy. For months, every day he worked the people. And he, he must have every, I seen, I'd watch him because he was, he had the same route that I would drive and stuff. And the people constantly were reaching in their pockets and just giving him money, giving him money. And I don't know what he made, but it was deception and it worked. It worked great. I believe he made a lot more money than I did working a full day's job. But the truth, you know, when I knew the truth, I'm not going to reach in my pocket and keep giving this guy money when, when you know the truth. Dispels deception. The Word of God. This is the best way when we talk about false teachers, false prophets, and you know they bring dis destruction. Many will follow their ways. We we need to stay in the Word of God. We need to. That's why we spend so much time reading the Word because this will keep us from lies. Very interesting quote by Helen Keller. Check this out. 
She said, the heresy of one age becomes the orthodoxy of the next. The heresy of one age becomes the orthodoxy or the, the belief or the teaching of the next. That's heavy, but it's true. Notice again with me, if you can, back in verse one, it says, even as there were false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord. One good way to detect false teachers, and most of you know this, this is a reminder for us, is to find out what they say about Jesus Christ. That's one of the best ways to detect a false teacher. What do they talk about? What do they teach about Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And, and uh, many times when, I'll, when I'm out in the street and someone says, oh, I'm a Christian and this and that, you know, many times I'll, I'll bring the, the subject to Jesus Christ. To, well, what do you believe about Jesus Christ? Who is he? Because most false teachers, when they're false teachers, they will teach, as it says here, they're going to deny the Lord. They're going to deny who he is. And they, they, most religions that you, you have are most you know, false teachings. They, they, they all they, they, they talk about Jesus, but it's not the same Jesus. And we need to be aware of that. It, it's not the same. The Mormons, we've talked about this before. They believe Jesus is the brother of Lucifer. That's not the same Jesus. We need to know that. The Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe Jesus is Michael the Archangel in human form. That's not the same Jesus. Do you know they, they don't believe in the Trinity? They, they believe the Trinity was invented by Satan. That's not the same Jesus. That's false teaching. And sometimes it's hard when I, when I meet those that are Mormon and those that are Jehovah's Witnesses. and stuff, They seem like they're so nice. They're so good. They, they live nice family lives and all these things. And, and you can go around and around and talk to them about the Bible, talk to them about all these certain things. And then you'll see that you agree with them with, about so many things. That we're right on on so many different teachings. But when you go to the point or you get to the point of Jesus Christ, it's not the same Jesus. And some of them don't even realize it. I've talked to you know, different you know, Mormons and, and also Jehovah's Witnesses. that They, they don't understand it. You, you tell them who Jesus is, and they're like, well, okay, I believe that. And it's like, well, you're, you're, the people in here that are teaching you, they don't teach the same Jesus. Muslims, we know this. They, they believe that Jesus was a good prophet, which he was a good prophet, but he was much more than a prophet. And then they believe that He's going to return with their 12th imam. Or their, 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 it's their Messiah, their Muslim Messiah, basically. And Jesus is going to be the sidekick. That's not the same Jesus. So it tells us here, denying the Lord. And that's one way we can detect those that are teaching. And again, just, this is God's inspired word. So those friends of yours or those that you run across that are, you know, that, you know go right to the, to the root of things if you can. Talk about Jesus and see what they say. Do you notice again, many will follow their destructive ways. Many. And we see that today, don't we? You talk to people and they, most people that I talk to, they say, I'm spiritual. Oh, I believe God. I'm spirit. It's, such a, it's broad. It's destructive. It's, it's not Jesus. It's not Jesus Christ being the only way. And, and we're, we live in a day where it's very offensive when you say that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. I've done memorial services and people walk, literally just walked out of the place because I was talking about Jesus Christ being the only way. I had groups walk out at me before at memorial services. I had a whole group, just groups of people just going, going like this. <laughs> Seriously. 
When we talk about Jesus Christ, they, they think that's an offense. When they say, they, they say, they think it's such a narrow way. And they think, no, they can't. You, you're, you're a hater. You hate people you, to say that. And they just, they can't understand it. I, I'm telling you, groups of people. I remember one time when they were walking out, I says, yeah, and it's a stench to those that are perishing <laughs> as they're walking out the door. <laughs> My buddy that is family member that passed away. He was like, yes, yes. You know, he was like, he's like, preach it. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. Talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. And then people raise their hands and receive Christ. Destructive ways. Typically false teachers, they're men pleasers. They tell people what they want to hear to gain popularity. You see that a lot these days. Most of the time, they don't interpret Scripture with Scripture. They don't teach through the Bible, typically. We need to be warned. I mentioned how we had a memorial service for Rose Berdue, and, and I talked a lot about it on Sunday. It was such an awesome memorial service. It was an awesome thing to watch the Lord just, just show up and the comfort that the Lord was giving the Purdue family because they're believers. And it's just a, a wonderful thing just watching them. They were down here. And, and I mentioned this also on Sunday, but you know, we're expecting 25 to 40 people. And there's like, there's a lot of people in this place. Most of them were not believers. And we did our best to glorify the Lord. But I remember, you know, after the service, you know, different people come up and talk to a few different people. One lady says, oh, hi, pastor. Thank you for the message. Da, 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 da. I'm a Christian. Da, da, da. And I go, great. I said, where are you going to church? She goes, oh, I haven't gone to church in a long time, but I'm a Christian. And I said, oh, good deal. Well, where did you go to church? She goes, oh, well, um, uh, well, because I want to know, I mean, just where she's, where she's at, you know? And she says, well, when I go to church, I, I don't stay at one church. I just go to different churches all the time. And I just, you know, go to this church for a while, that church for a while, this church over here. Sometimes I go over this church and I've been over to that church and go to this church. And she says, but, but God understands, right? pastor. And it's like, you know, if I was a false teacher or something, I'd say, oh, honey, sweetheart, God understands. He knows your heart. He loves your heart. But the truth is, would it be, we're not to forsake the fellowship. We're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. And I told her that in sweet love, as much love. I, as she's asking me, looking me right in the eyes, saying, that's right, 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 preacher, right, teacher, right, pastor. This is, I'm doing good, right? And she's, she wanted me just to say yes. And as, as I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, give me the right words just to love her with. And I says, well, you know, you know that the, you're supposed to be in church and the Bible does teach that. She goes, well, yeah, yeah, I know that. And, and I says, as for jumping around, I, I said, I think of in the Psalms where it says that we're to be planted in the house of the Lord. So we'll flourish in the courts of our God. And I said, you know, I, I think about plants. When you take a plant out, we're planting stuff back here. And if you transplant them and you put them in another spot, then you uproot them and put them in another spot. And you uproot them. I says, what do you think will happen to that plant? She says, it'll probably die. And I says, yeah, that's, Usually what happens when we just jump around a lot and I says, we need to get planted and grow, get our roots in there and get grow, you know, we'll, we'll grow deep. Those roots will grow deep. And then she says, you know, thank you. She goes, I, I believe she goes, you know what? I, I believe that. And I, I'm really going to make that an effort to do that pastor. But it's speaking the truth in love. 
we're to do that, not just, you know, the pastor teachers, but all of us. You know, it's a hard, sometimes it's hard when people in your life challenge you. Well, what do you think? God knows my heart. God knows this. I, I'm thankful for the people God put in my life that told me the truth. I'm thankful. I, I used to go around when I was living in sin and living with my girlfriend. I'd go around to, just to the people that would, would agree with me. I'd say, this is good, isn't it? They'd say, oh, yeah, everybody's doing it. So, oh, good deal. <laughs> I thought so. Even the spiritual ones in my family that said they were Christians, I went to them and was like, this is good. This is, what do you think? And they said, oh, of course. You know? And I said, yeah, this is good. I said, it's better than just being with all the different girls, right? Just be with one at one time, right? They said, absolutely. That is great. <laughs> and I would walk away, pat myself on the back. It's like, I didn't dare ask my sister, who was a born-again Christian, but whatever chance, whatever chance she had, she would come to me and say, you know what you're doing is wrong. And I'd basically say, you're the only one that tells me that. You're not the majority. But I knew she was right. And the truth cut through. We're to beware of false teachers, but we have to beware also that we speak that truth and we speak it in love, that we tell the people the truth, even though they might hate us, even though they might get angry at us, even though they might disagree with us and though it might be challenging to them, they need to hear the truth. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's the truth of God's word will set a man free. And it cuts through their heart. The word of God is living. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is like a two-edged sword. It pierces in deep and it cuts through the lies that people are under. And many times when they get pierced with the truth of the word of God, they're going to scream. They're going to yell. They're going to get upset. And we have to expect that. And I know it's not a fun thing when that happens. When you give the truth and it goes through and it cuts and they start screaming at you, you're like, okay, not going to touch that anymore. We'll stay away from these subjects. But I'm thankful. I'm telling you, I'm thankful for the people that God sent in my life when I was out in the world, when I was walking in the ways of darkness. I'm so glad that they shined their bright light and they told me the truth because God's truth eventually set me free. God's truth will set them free. So we got our warning. Look at verse three again. By covetousness, they will, still talking about false teachers, by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. I'm gonna read in a different translation. It says, this is a different translation. It says, these teachers in their greed will tell you anything to get hold of your money. But God condemns them. They condemned them long ago, and their destruction is on the way. Covetousness is greed. Another way to detect false teachers, they're constantly talking about prosperity and money, constantly. Personally, I have a very hard time with teachers that are constantly talking about money. And if you've been in this church long enough, if you've been under this teaching long enough, you know that as we teach that when we go in the Bible, when it talks about tithing and giving, that's when we teach about tithing and giving. And I, I have to admit, you know, I, I think I go to the other extreme because of I see all the 
the heresy and I see the, the misuse and I see, so I, I go to the other end. But I never want to, you know, the Bible teaches, don't get me wrong, you know, the Bible teaches very clearly about tithing and we're not to, you know, we're to you know, tithe as a tenth, the 10% of our monies are to go to the storehouse of the Lord and, and that's biblical. That's what we're supposed to do. And we're told that, you know, God even says, test me in this and see if I won't, you know, open the heavens and pour out upon you when you do that. And, and it's a wonderful thing. So sometimes, if anything, I think I go to the other extreme where I worry about, I'm not explaining it enough to you that the truth is that, that you know, tithing is important. And God, you know, we, it belongs to the Lord. And as we bless the Lord with the first fruits of our, of our increase, then God, you know, takes care of us and blesses us. The throne of mercy—it's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at seven one four seven eight 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 two two one. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come to Your throne of mercy, it's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise.